Okay, Revelation chapter 13. If you would give your attention to the reading of the Word of God and scoop up the reading and hearing blessing right away. Uh, Chapter 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And it was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an heir, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. He exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of these miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Let's pray. Father, I pray you'd bless to our understanding this, your word. Uh, We don't want to be sensationalistic. You've given it for a, a purpose. We would have the purpose here this morning. We would obtain what you, we would get hold of what you got hold of us for. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, last week, uh, it starts out, I stood upon the sand of the sea, saw a beast rise out of the sea. Now, we've talked, and many do, say that means he's a Gentile. I think we looked at a few verses, kind of, you know, provide some foundation, some undergirding for that, that thought, for that theology. Verse 11 starts out, I beheld another beast. People talk about the beast of Revelation. I always think like, well, okay, which one are you talking about? There's a big debate. Is the Antichrist a Jew or a Gentile? And I think 
Gentile for obvious reasons. The time of the Gentiles do not, does not end in the fulfillment of a Jewish Antichrist. It, to make a covenant with Israel, I don't think he would be of Israel. Uh, now, I think most of us agree on that. But what's less obvious, and the, the, the debate is people say, you know, Jesus says, I came in my own name and you wouldn't receive me. Another will come in his, I came in my father's name and you wouldn't receive me. Another will come in his own name. Him you will receive. And for the Jews to receive the Antichrist, he's got to be Jewish. Well, one, that's a, I don't know where you came up with that. And if you, that's your thought in theology, I, I think it's, scripture would say different. But here, I think, is one of the reasons why that works, why that, that theology there will, will coalesce, why it will hold some water. I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And I think Jesus Christ, I think the, the revelation of Jesus Christ, I think, I think the Holy Spirit of God just told us that the other beast is Jewish because he comes up out of the earth as opposed to, and there's many times in Scripture when it's talking about the land, and it's talking about Israel. It's not even Israel. The name of Israel isn't Israel. It's the land of Israel. And the land, we can, um, again, try to give you some foundational verses. But every time we look at, when it's used like idiomatically, the land, it's talking about Israel, the land. It's God's land, by the way. That's why we don't divide it up. We're not for the dividing of it. And God didn't give us permission to divide it up for peace or any other reason. It's his land. And he has leased it to the children of Israel. And it was uh, in the Old Covenant uh, based on um, just their ability to follow God. And it was, it was granted to them, okay, if you keep you know, these deal, I'll, I'll keep you in the land. Oh, you're going to break Sabbaths, you're going to do this. Oh, well, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to kick you out for a while. At the end of the day, it's God's land. Here, that other beast coming up out of the earth, and we'll call him the false prophet later on in the book of the Revelation. It will refer to this second beast, this character, as the false prophet. So we know that, so we can kind of insert it here, just so that when we're talking about him, and I say the beast, you're not thinking about the beast, the Antichrist. By the way, that's kind of weird. The only place that's seen is in First John. We all kind of settled on that as the, the name for this first beast, is the Antichrist. Well, fine. He certainly is that. Um, but I, I tell you what, and while we're thinking about that, anti in Scripture means, it doesn't mean against. You know, if you're anti, you're against something. It means the in place of Christ. Oh, don't get me wrong. He'll be anti against Christ. But his name means that he's going to be the instead of, or the in place of, or the false. And that tells us there's a real, by the way. I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, Jewish. He had two horns, like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Is he a lamb? No. Is he lamb-like? Yes. What does that mean? Man of peace? Uh, harmless? Listen, he doesn't come with armies. <clears throat> he doesn't come with uh, threats. He comes with words. And I think he promotes the cause of the first beast. Obviously and evidently, as we go down through here, we'll see that. But he has, he speaks like a dragon. Who's the dragon from chapter 12? It's Satan. We know that. There's no question about that. So what does it mean to speak like Satan? Well, it means to lie. It means to blaspheme God. And it means to lie. 
Jesus said about Satan, when he tells a lie, he's speaking his native tongue. He was a liar from the beginning. Find it to me, we, we buy in everything Satan says, as a culture, not as a church. But I see it permeate the church. Can I give you an example? Evolution. What an astonishing, astounding lie of Satan. That holds no water at all. And even in the, the church, we don't want to be thought of as scientific rubes. So, you know, we buy into millions and billions of years and, you know, there was nothing and exploded. And then, you know, there was some primordial ooze that a lightning bolt hit. Now we have all the proteins lined up for life and it kind of, you know, little by little over the eons and the many. Hey, listen, I talk with people who I believe they might be even born again, who believe that God used evolution it's a lie of Satan. It's a lie of Satan. But we, we, that's not the only one. Uh, listen, listen. We believe that people in the church, and I say church, I'm using my ditto fingers. People in the church believe that gender is just kind of a, what was the word, social? Uh, we've kind of fabricated that. We've kind of made it a, a societal norm, but it's really a flu, very fluid thing. That's satanic. The, the, the Bible knows nothing of that. In the beginning, God created the male and female. God is such an old fogey. He thinks there's only two genders. He better get with the times. That's what I'm telling you. Factor in the sarcasm here, okay? I'm not, okay. <laughs> Some of you people don't understand sarcasm. I, anyway, um, he, he speaks. He's like a lamb. There's no armies. There's no, there's no, there's no violence here. There's rhetoric, but it's, demonic rhetoric. He exercises all the power of the first beast before him. Satan gave all his power, or power to, I say all his, he gave power to the beast. And he gives power to the second beast, this false prophet. And what's the, what's the outcome of him giving power to the second beast? He causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. It's all about worship. It's always been all about worship with Satan. You Listen, Jesus, fall down and worship me. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth. It's always been about worship. I will ascend. I will be like the most high. Uh, you know, the five I wills of Satan is given to us there in I think it's Ezekiel 28, but it might be Isaiah 14. One of them. Uh, he's, it's always been about worship. It's always been about self, self-gloss, self-promotion. Here, what the, what the second beast does is he causes everyone to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Let's talk about the deadly wound. Um, verse 3, I saw one of his heads that were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. Much is made of this. So remember, the two, fall, uh, the two prophets from uh, Revelation 11 will receive a deadly wound, uh, and then they'll resurrect. They'll be killed, and then they'll resurrect. I think it bothers Satan that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, that these, uh, Jesus gave life to these two witnesses, and there's nothing Satan could do to stop that. The fact that you are facing a resurrection and there's nothing Satan can do to stop I think it bothers him quite a bit. So he's going to have his man resurrect from the dead, either seemingly 
or actually, does it matter? Because, I mean, a lot of people argue about this, and I think there's a lot of pages and trees being destroyed, and what's the sense? Whether he... Because whether he does it with smoke and mirrors and pretends resurrection, people are very adamant. Only God has the power to give life and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it will be such a seamless, it's not going to be something where you'll say, look, let's say somebody doesn't get saved and they're there during this time. Somebody that we know. And now they're saved at that point and they're on board and they're saying, that's not a real resurrection. That's a false resurrection. Who cares? It, it, it's a moot point. You won't convince anybody, and people will already, most will be in one camp or another, but it will look very like it happened, whether it did or whether it didn't. I, I don't think, I don't see why people chase after that. And scripture mentions it in Zechariah. We should go to Zechariah. And um, other churches, people say, is that a book of the Bible? We're very familiar with Zechariah. It's one of our favorite quirky books in the Old Testament. I say that advisedly. Uh, Zechariah, okay, Matthew, and go left, you know, Malachi, and uh, then you go, come into Zechariah. And um, chapter 11 says this. It gives, it gives us a prophecy about this guy, this first beast, and his death and supposed resurrection here. Um, verse 15 of Zechariah chapter 11. And the Lord said unto me, Take thee yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd. Is he stupid? No, he's foolish. By the way, when, at, the, at the end of Revelation 30, it says, Here's wisdom. Don't think of intellect. There's people who are very unclever or very simple or very normal or average who have great wisdom. And there are people of tremendous intellect who the Bible calls fools. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. What's the beginning of wisdom? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I, I've got this figured out. God is, and he's not to be trifled with, and I love him, and I respect him, and I adore him. This, that's wisdom, okay? There's no God. And I don't care what kind of intellect, intellectual acumen you display after that. Foolishness. Foolishness. Now, he's a foolish shepherd. He's not a stupid shepherd. I will raise up a shepherd in the land which shall not visit those that be cut off, neither shall seek the young one, nor heal that is broken, nor feed that standeth still, but he shall eat the flesh of the fat and tear their claws in pieces. Woe to the idle shepherd. By the way, it's I-D-O-L if you're not there. It's not I-D-L-E. He's not the lazy shepherd. By the way, woe to the idle I-D-L-E shepherd. Let that be a word for anyone who shepherds at any level. You've got to be diligent. But that's not what it's talking about. It's the idle shepherd. He's the shepherd who's into idolatry, who becomes an idol himself, I think. Woe to the idle shepherd that leaveth the flock. The sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arm shall be clean, dried up, and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. Now we know that from Revelation, the mark of the beast is on your right arm, or your forehead. You wouldn't put a mark in your eye, would you? Or on your eye. Uh, I think it's a homage to this, 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 the beast who died and was resurrected. He doesn't have use of his right arm anymore. Um, it, in the Old Testament, it doesn't say that. 
It doesn't say right on, but here in Revelation chapter 16, uh, uh, chapter 13, verse 16, he caused all both uh, small and great, rich and poor, to receive a mark on their right hand. And I think that's a, like I say, maybe it's saying like, okay, you know, we're we're in league with him. We're all about him. He's awesome. He, you can't even kill this guy. He keeps rising from the dead. He's like unstoppable. And I'm on board, and I love him, and I adore him, and I think he's wonderful, and so I get the mark on my right hand. I think that's the one he can't use. And his forehead, because again, you wouldn't put a mark in your eye. I think, I think that's what that's all about. You ever wonder why those two body parts? And let's say you don't have a right arm. You know what I mean? Most everyone has a forehead. Most everyone has one of those things, right? Okay, let's keep moving, though. Uh, so he exercises all the, verse 12, the power of the first beast, for he caused the earth and them that dwell in to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He doeth great wonders. Now, I don't think that America in general, I don't even think the Church of Jesus Christ is set up for this. Now, we won't be here, but I think people come to a, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ after the rapture. We, we, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've talked to somebody, and evidence of the supernatural means God. Evidence of the supernatural means God. Well, how could, and they explain, well, how could that happen if, and they, it's sad. I, you know, sometimes just clairvoyance, you know, we just, you know, they just talk in such vanilla, unspecific terms, and everyone's, oh my goodness, wow, how'd they know all that stuff? How'd they know that you were what? You're a loyal person and a good friend and very caring. Wow, he's incredible. He was so on target about that. I think sometimes it's just like guessing. And I think like, you know, people, they talk to the dead, you know, and and your Aunt Sally's trying to get in touch with you and she wants you to know that she's in a better place and blah, 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 blah. And wow, it's incredible. And people fall for this stuff and it's, I think this is beyond that. This is real supernatural stuff. And people think the supernatural only comes from God. I think, why, how do you, Satan's, he's a player. He's, he's got some like stuff going on. You remember, and I think this is a good example, in the Old Testament, Janus and Jambres, the magicians who opposed Moses. Well, Moses, you know, he, he throws his, a staff down and becomes a serpent. They throw this staff down, they become serpents. How did he how did they do that? Because Satan has power. Okay, you say, well, Moses' serpent ate this serpent. So Moses' staff ate their staffs. So <laughs> we still have some supernatural activity going on. You know, Moses turns the Nile of blood, they turn the Nile of blood. It wasn't until the gnats there, the lice where, you know, the dust of the earth becomes lice where they say, this is the finger of God, this is beyond us, we can't do this. But they could do some stuff. You know, um, the beast here is going to, call fire from heaven to make people worship the beast. He can't do that. He doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Verse 13. He can't do that. When fire falls down from heaven, that's a God thing. 
like, you know, when Elijah, you know, on Mount Carmel, or when the guys came to arrest him, he called fire down, wiped them all out. You remember that? That's a God thing. Satan can't do that. Really? Let's go to Job chapter 1. I'm saying he can. Uh, if you go to Psalms and turn left, Job chapter 1, we were there last week. We were talking about, uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about Satan in heaven. Does he have uh, access to heaven? Oh, yeah, he sure does. Chapter 12 is when his access is denied and he's cut off. And that's a kind of interesting and provocative and very exciting kind of stuff. So Job's in heaven saying, yeah, yeah of course he worships, worship you. You bribe him. That's the long and short of this. Well, go ahead and test him. See if, see if what you're saying is true. Well, Satan tests him. Um, do, 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 do. Verse 16, while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Well, see, Adam, it's the fire of God. Well, that's what the servant said because he probably couldn't get his mind around that Satan could do that. That's all. You think God wiped out all of Job's sheep? Where's your theology behind that? Satan has a chance to, to test Job, and this is how he tests them, and fire falls down from heaven. I think that's a very satanic thing and a very godly thing. And I think sometimes the evidence of the supernatural is only evidence of the supernatural. That's all. And a lot of supernatural stuff is happening just to confuse, just to muddy the waters. So we're off in different directions, chasing ghosts and paranormal and UFOs and Bigfoot and all that stuff. Thinking, well, can Bigfoot be a real creature we haven't discovered yet? There's a lot of things that you can put in those bags. I don't know. I don't know everything. All I know is the people who chase after paranormal are never the people who chase after God. Just saying. Well, there may be a hybrid out there. I haven't met him yet or her. He does great wonders, and we're not set up for that. We're not geared up for that, because we just believe it, because it's beyond our understanding. He deceiveth them, verse 14. Of course he deceives them. He speaks like, he speaks like the dragon. It's all about deception. It is always all about deception. If the truth will set you free, what will deception do? It will put you in bondage. Does Satan want you free or in bondage? No, it's for freedom that we're set free by Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I've come that you might have freedom. You know, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth they should make an image of the beast which has the wound by a sword and did live. He's going to take this image, he's going to set it up in the Holy of Holies. It is the abomination that causes desolation that uh, Daniel spoke about that Jesus referred to in Matthew chapter 24, that Paul kind of spells out for us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Probably it's a good place, good time to go there. If you're not there, I'm right there, so just listen. Uh, this, this man of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. What's that all about? Worship. And it's deception. And there's miraculous that goes on with it. He deceives all them that dwell on the earth. And so he's, he sets up this image to the beast 
that had the wound by the sword and did live, that they have to make this image and they have to bow down and worship it. By the way, get used to worshiping false or worshiping true. No, no agnostics, no atheists in this time whatsoever. <laughs> there's Christ and there's Antichrist, and it comes down to that. You'll worship one or you'll worship the other. I like all these college professors. Right, so I think, you know, the religion is the opiate of the masses, and, uh, you know, we have evolved way past the point where we need to believe in a God. And stuff. Oh, you'll will on that day. Oh, you will. Oh, you so will. Evil Adam is rising in me. I'm thinking, I'm kind of laughing at all this supposed intellect. It's going to come down to you're going to worship to save your skin, or you're going to worship the right one to save your eternity. What's more important to you? Listen, it talks about those who love not their lives, even to the point of death. Well, here's people who say, I, I got to eat, don't I? I got to eat. I got to survive. Do you? I mean, listen, don't get the mark. There's no salvation. Um, we'll get there in a minute, but remind me, chapter 14. You can't, there's no turning back. The mark is the line of demarcation. Uh, he had power to give life under the image of the beast. Now that's interesting. You know, if, I imagine people like reading this back in like, well, back in the 19th century. Okay, is it, well, they understand image, statuary, and, and things of that nature. Uh, they, they never saw anything robotics or anything like uh, you know, computer-generated animation or something like that. How could they get their minds around it? So they think it's the image of the beast, okay, statue, and the statue's going to speak? <laughs> That's awful interesting. I mean, imagine like over the years, people just being all skeptical. It's now we're thinking, we're saying, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. I've seen stuff like that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You've, you've been uh, either duped by it or, or you see how that could happen. He had power to give life under the image of the beast. Is that actual life or just looks like life? Does it matter? Because people are going to be very convinced he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Again, anyone in that fuzzy gray now? You're worshiping the beast. You're taking the mark. You're buying and selling, being part of the whole worldwide movement. Or you're a follower of Jesus Christ at this point, and you're probably going to pay for that with your life. And we'll find out later the method of your death will probably be beheading. Just saying, and we'll cover that when we cover that, okay? He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free of bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, except college professors. They can go on in there. You, th you think uh, just professional courtesy, you know what I mean? You're on my team anyway. We'll give you, nobody gets a pass. Nobody gets a pass. Everybody, small or great, rich or poor. Do you think Satan gives preference to some? Oh, you got an ambassador from what country? Oh, well, we'll give you diplomatic immunity. No, no, no. This is the, the verbiage here means a totality. That's why I say, and at the end of it all, it comes down to two camps. It always has. There's God and there's Satan. Satan offers a lot of flavors. He doesn't care if you 
go to hell with atheism or goes to hell with false religion. He doesn't care. He caused all both small and great, rich and poor, to receive a mark in the right hand of the foot. What's the mark? Well, before we get there, you have to have it. No man might buy or sell save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, this has caused much speculation over the millennia. Uh, what's the mark? Well, it's a visa card, you know, because visa, V-I, is the Roman numeral six, and S stands for six, and A stands for, I don't know, but it's probably a six in some language or something. And we, you know, and we, when barcodes were a thing, you know, when barcodes came out, the guy invented barcodes. You think he was sat satanic? We think he was just helping people keep <laughs> track of their inventory in stores. The first time we ever saw that, I mean, there was no cash register. You, you, you kids don't have any of the things. They used to push these keys, and it would kind of, like, it was like an adding machine. And the kids are saying, adding machine, what are you on about now, Gramps? Anyway, but now they just scan it through, and it's kind of like, we do that. We do that. We just scan our own stuff. And I don't feel any farther away from God when we're in Walmart, and I go through that self-checkout line. Beep, beep, beep. And now, like, we're all, now we're demonically possessed, right? No, of course we're not. But when it came out, it was all like, and when computers came out, people said, oh, you know, it's, a, it's this is how Satan's going to control the world. And if the Antichrist was revealed in 1700s, it would be notebooks and quills or whatever the technology of the day. Just because computers, you know, are more sophisticated, make keeping track of people easier. There was always going to be methodology. Satan never knew when the Antichrist was coming uh, and when the church was going to be taken out. He always had to have a man available to move up into the position of the Antichrist. But here's the mark. No one's able to buy a cell. Adam, is this like a computer chip that you, you put in, like injectable computer chip? I don't know. It might be. And again, I think the guy who invented that, is he satanic? You know... Some of you may have a pet, a very expensive, like a, a you know, a golden or a, or a, you know, some exotic that you spent several thousand dollars for, and you'd rather not somebody come along and steal this very exotic pet, and so you put a chip in it which keeps you know tabs on where uh, Rover is at all time. Is that evil or demonic? I don't think so. Um, so when you inject it in your child, will that stop him from being kidnapped? or sex trafficked, or, you know, you see how you start getting into this, and you're thinking, you know, a good thing could be used for evil ends. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. He said, Watson, come in here. And he, and he wasn't thinking, you know, people are going to use this to call up and try to extend your warranty on your automobile, and they're going to use it for nefarious purposes, phone sex, crazy stuff. Uh, he was just making an invention. So, you know, this, this, this technology is available in and of itself is neither good or bad. It's just kind of like how it's being used. Will it be in a, 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 a computer chip that you will uh, inject? And then, of course, you know, that after that, there's no going back. You're all done. By the way, let me just say this really quick. So they have a vaccine out for, um, you know, COVID-19. If you get that, is it the mark of the beast? No. No. You're not swearing a lead. See, this is the whole thing. People get, like, nerved up. They say, your Social Security number has three sixes in it. 
Maybe they're on the roll, maybe it's all in there. Or your phone number, or your address. You live on 6th, 6th Street. And you're like, oh, you know, I'm possessed. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. It's not just the, the occurrence of the number 6. It's, you. I'm pledging allegiance. I'm in his camp. I love this guy. You can't even kill him. I'm on team whatever his name is. That's what it is. It's swearing allegiance. It's not some, you won't accidentally find yourself there. If you're social security number, it's not about social security. It's not about social security checks or anything like that. You get a social security check, it's got three seconds. Ah, I can't cash it off. I'll be part of the system. We, we had all these weird ideas for so long and I always think it kind of makes us look very superstition and kind of like bumpkins. I don't think it advances the cause of Jesus Christ. I'm kind of excited about this. No, really. I, I, it's, 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 it's swearing allegiance. It's, it's signing on. It's a very, it's not your social security. It's the number of his name. That's kind of important. Uh, but you can't buy or sell without it. Will you know when you get it? Or you accidentally just, oh, I didn't realize. Uh, several people asked me, there was a, um, ID 2020, Bill Gates proposed last year, 2020. Anyone remember that? Several people asked me, is this the mark of the beast? I don't think so. Church is still here. Uh, are you shooting me up with a computer chip? Oh, no, you are not. <laughs> but it was it the mark of the beast? No, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Uh, there's so many things have to be in place. Uh, before that happens, like one, the church is out of here. I think we con- convincingly proved that last week in Second Thessalonians chapter two. Satan's not going to be revealed. The Antichrist is not going to be revealed while the church is still here. And I think Second Thessalonians chapter two spells it out for us. You ain't going to have opportunity. People aren't listening to me. They're not going to get on board with Jesus Christ. I'm just, I'm, I'm some, I, I'm cute. I'm a rebel. I'm just, he really want to rebel. Get saved because the whole world has the antichrist spirit. Us rebels, we are like, don't care what you think, whole world. We're going to do what God wants us to do. And I think that's like the, the real cool eternally. Okay. But let's say I'm not getting on board and I'm going to find myself in this situation. Don't get the mark of the beast. Um, verse nine of chapter 14. If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead and his right hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture. Well, I'll repent. I'll get the mark, but I'll repent. And God will have to forgive me. No, I think it's a bridge too far. I think you made a choice where God, will, he said, no, that's, I drew a line and you crossed over it. And those of us who love Jesus and know Jesus and understand God's forgiveness, we're, we're trying to, this makes us, wait a second, there's a place where you can go that God can't forgive? How can that even be? It's clearly, clearly. Now some people have a hypothesis, and I will share this hypothesis, not that I necessarily believe it. The mark will change you fundamentally in a way that it will change your DNA if you get it, so that you ain't going to be quite human You'll be becoming something else. God died for human, humanity, sons of Adam. 
That's why Nephilim don't go to heaven. That's why angels don't go to heaven. Jesus didn't become an angel and die for the angelic realm. He became a man, the second Adam, and he died for humanity. Now that may be a possibility, but it may not be. It may be just God said, that's it. I've taken all I can stand, can't stand no more. You're swearing allegiance to Satan means I'm out of the picture. Fine, that's your choice. You've made it. You can have it, and you have it eternally. Don't receive the mark. Now, what is the mark? Well, here's wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for his number of a man. His number is chi, psi, sigma. So why'd you say it that way? Because that's what it says. It's in Greek, okay? Chi, it looks like an X, and it's the number 600. Because Greek, the alphabet is also the numeric system. And psi... It's, it's the number 60. Here we got three score. Why? King James. I don't know. What's that in Fortnite's, guys? I, I don't know, okay? It, but it's the number 60, and it's, it's the letter psi, okay? And then we have the number sigma, and it's a six. So it's six, six, six. A, a chi is kind of like an X, and a psi is kind of like it. Well, it looks like a snake. It's, it's a E with a kind of a curly Q on both ends looks like a snake. It really does. And a, and a sigma is kind of like the letter C with like, you put a comma after it, but too close so it actually connects. It's like a C with a little curly cue coming off it. I, I don't know. Does that, does that picture something or something like that? People, listen, people go bonkers over this. The whole world knows, if they know nothing else, they know 666. Um, I don't think I ever heard that before the movie uh, The Omen came out. You know, you got the, the nursemaid or the guy going through the Damien. What a creepy little kid that is. What a great actor. He goes and there's a 666 on his head and he's, ah, and he's, you know, the Antichrist and all this stuff. Like, everyone knows about it. We've seen it on rock albums. We've seen it in sneakers. There's only 666 pair of these that you can buy and they get human blood in them. Oh, I definitely want to go out and buy me some of them. I saw somebody with a, 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 a license plate, VI, 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 666, and a friend of mine knew him. They were asking about it, and she just chuckled, thinking it was a big joke. I don't think it's very funny. <laughs> Sorry, I, I missed the punchline. Somebody can explain it to me. Besides, it was on a Ford Explorer. Prince of Darkness, I'm thinking, has more of a muscle car than... Anything Ford, and I'm not, no disrespect intended to the pe nice people at Ford. Just, I'm just saying. And people do that, and they, people get tattoos and stuff, and all kinds of weird things. Um, can we figure out? I mean, we have people who have wisdom. Can't we figure this all out? I don't think so. Because, I mean, first you have to hear the name and then you have to run it through the grid. And I don't think it works in English. Like, again, I, I told you last week, the name Kissinger, if you add it all up, the letters, and you uh, give a numerical, val numerical value, K will be 11, the 11th letter of the alphabet. If you add up all the letters, it's 111, because then you're going to multiply it by 6, because you always got to do that. Why? I don't know. Then it's 666. Is Kissinger the Antichrist? Now, I think he's against Christ. I've heard, I've heard the man speak. I don't think he's pro-Christ, but I don't think he's the anti-Christ. By the way, that works with the word computer. And my name, 
uh, has a, a numerical value in Hebrew. And it does, too. Um, um, uh, Aleph, Dalet, Mem is, adds up to 45. Because the letter M, it's uh, 40. And the Dalet is 4. And the a, uh, Aleph is 1. It's 45. Uh, you spell it with two A's, you say. Well, I don't think Hebrew did originally, but okay, I'll give you a 46. My number's four, and so I'm not the Antichrist. What do I add your last name in? Well, see, that's a problem now. Because you can't always, and the, the spelling of it, I mean, what if your name is like Julie? What do you do with the J? There's no J sound in Hebrew. You say, there's not. What about Jerusalem? You mean Jerusalem? You mean, you know what I mean? Well, what about Jesus? You mean Yeshua? So they spell it with a Yod, but but there is a J sound like now because like what if your name is George? They spell it with a Gimel like George, G. So it's kind of a, it doesn't always go. So And then we got to find the name, add it all up. And I think at this time, when we're gone, people will be able to do that when a certain person's introduced that they'll name what, but Jewish people will be able to do it. You know what I mean? It doesn't work in English. It doesn't work. But I think it works in Greek. I have an idea that whoever the Antichrist is, his name in Greek and Hebrew, will both add up to 666. That's my thinking. And who will this be? I don't know. We'll be out of here. Does it matter? Is it going to be that uh, guy in, uh, on the Left Behind series? What was his name anyway? Carpe- yeah, Carpathia. That'll, that'll be it. It'll be him resurrected or I don't know, right? It'll be somebody, but it'll be it'll be a guy that Satan imbues with power, and it could be your next door neighbor. I don't know, but he thinks he's going to come out of the old Roman Empire. I think he's going to be Muslim. I think the Antichrist is Roman Empire East. I think the false prophet is Jewish. I think those two together. What about is is he the? Um, you know, Islam is waiting for their um, Mahdi. Is he? Is he the Mahdi? I don't know. I think there's part part of it. Well, could the Antichrist or the false prophet be the Pope? I don't see it, but it's possible. Like you get a Jewish Pope, and eh, you mix all. Maybe I don't know. All I know is that. The mark is a really, really bad thing. Don't stand in that line if you find yourself here because you didn't, you ran through a lot of stop signs if you found yourself there. You know, I don't want, Adam, Adam, this is kind of scary stuff. I, I gonna, I, I'm, in the future, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to be able to buy or sell. I have that, I, I have to do that. You know what I mean? I don't manufacture everything in my house, shaving cream and, you know, uh, butter and motor oil. And I got to, at some point, I'm going to have to buy some stuff. Yeah. What are you going to do? Me? I'm getting rapture. I get a ticket for Rapture Express. I'm out of here. But if I, like I say, you run through all the stop signs, you find yourself here in that day. Here's my head. You might as well cut it off. I'm not bowing. Not getting the number, not getting the mark, whatever it looks like. I don't let. Can I say something about the uh, the vaccine? You think that's effectual and stuff like this? I never talk about anyone's health because I'm not a doctor. You want to get that? God bless you. You say I don't want to mess around with that. I know people are getting sick. God bless you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm not. Okay. 
totally neutral about that. In general, you want people poking you with computer chips or ID 2020 or 20, whatever number they give on the end of it, so they can keep track of you and make sure. Let's see. See the mar- uh. But again, it's, it's not an accidental thing. It's very purposeful. But I think we get used to that, and we kind of like when it comes up, it's just no big thing. It's just another. But, okay, I've said all I'm going to say about that. Why don't we uh, stand, and why don't we uh, I'll give you a doxology, and we'll go out of here. It's cu- a couple minutes past. Sorry about that. A lot, listen, I, I've said a lot, but a lot can be said, all right? A lot has been said. Stay away from the sensationalism of the whole thing. It's just, it doesn't, I don't think it, I don't think it glorifies God. I think God's given us some verses. Let's act on them. Let's live, you know. And again, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful time to praise God for not being here. But we like your plan best of all. Jesus, you're going to come for your uh, your bride. You're going to take her on out of here. To the, to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and Satan's not invited. And we're looking forward to that wonderful, glorious day, hopefully sooner than later. And we're looking, Lord. Things can hardly get worse than they are now. We every every There's so much Antichrist spirit around, Lord. Everyone's taking sides, one or the other. We used to call ourselves a Christian nation. I'm not sure if that was ever true, but you know, we used to be sympathetic to the things of God. And now it's just open season on Christians. Lord, come and get us out of there. They'd just soon have us gone anyway. We'd like to comply. So, Lord, help us to know these and, again, be able to share these things. Not a sensationalistic, weird kind of crazy way, but the way that honors you. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen. You're dismissed. Grace and peace.